Hey folks, this is the guy, Chad, and you are listening to a Dogcast Studio podcast. To catch new episodes of the Turnbuckle Report every Wednesday, you can listen to us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podomatic, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Follow our shows on Facebook or Twitter. Stay healed, baby. Welcome, folks, to another episode of the Turnbuckle Report, the people's host, broadcasting live from Greeley, Colorado tonight. I got the cows behind me, bringing it in. Speaking of cows, that's horrible. Horrible segue. Speaking of cows. (laughs) I shouldn't have said that. God bless. I shouldn't have said that. The Dogcast Father, it's a a duo tonight. How are you, brother? Mm -hmm. Just pulled into the stair. (laughs) Ew. (laughs) I just, I just pulled into the stair. I just pulled. You know, some people nowadays might take that as a little, a little racy. Mm-hmm. Some people are bitches. I'm doing good, man. How about you? I'm really good. I uh, have alluded to the the point on the map that I'm in right now, and uh, we've been making fun of my background, my uh, well, my, uh, you know, wallpaper. for the for the 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 folks at home, mm-hmm. they can't they can't see the greatness that mm-hmm. is that wallpaper. They don't and know. to think, to think, Greeley is such a huge wrestling town. I never had any idea. Yeah. I mean, to think that they would put Nia Jax all over your wall. Oh God! Then I'd wake up with a broken neck. Oh, wait a minute. Those are those aren't Nia. Ja- <laughs> oh, fuck, <laughs> those, those are cows. Those, those are cows. <laughs> and then I said, "No, that's not Nia Jax. That's a cow." Play me out, Johnny. Usually, you wait until at least match two of the night before you start saying anything about cows and Nia Jax. Hey, you remember? You remember match two on Raw? It was when that. It was when the big dude walked out. He had a theme song. Okay, the announcer said, "Whoa!" They, you know, he said where he lived. His weight. They came mm-hmm. down. They had a scuttle bottle. They had, they had a whole thing. You know, because that's what that's what they do on Monday Night Raw. People show up. Think. Here's the here's the three hours of Monday Raw. Mon- Monday Monday Raw. They Monday show Raw. up and they spend twenty minutes talking about what they're going to do in Match Nine, and right. uh, then match they get nine. to they get, <laughs> <laughs> they get to other matches that don't really mean nothing. And now, I, I mean, they are they are sprinkling some WrestleMania fodder in there now because we are. We are close. It is close to the most stupendous WrestleMania of all time. I don't know. What do you think about that? What do you think about that? I know it's. I know it's like carnival talk, but I think it's cool that you guys are going. <sighs> I'm so excited. I really oh do. God. I wake the kids up every morning. I'm like, guys, guess what? Do you shake them awake? Mm-hmm. Do you walk well, up? Yeah. Well, oh, let me second. Do you wake up at 2 a.m., slap your wife in the face, and say, shh, I'm not Ric Flair. But if I was, he'd do that. And then you mm-hmm. get up, and you walk to your, your kids, and you strangle them, and you make them think you're Benoit. Mm-hmm. But you're not. I strangle them with hey, love. Hey, hey, hey. And they're like, what's going on? And you'd be like, I'm going to Mania. It's so close. So and close. they go, Dad, we know. It's 2 a.m. Get out of the room. 
Get out of my both, room. They're both from Brooklyn. Yeah, Get yeah exactly. Dad, you idiot busting my balls. I know you're going to wrestle, man. You come in here like Benoit. You mm-hmm. choke me in my throat. You tell me you're going to Mania. It's the same song and dance every day. You're like La Llorona over here coming at me at 2 in the morning with this uh, strangulation shit like I'm a kid at the river. I don't understand. I, uh, I don't even want to swim. I don't even know how to swim, especially in a river. Well, here's how it really starts. The whole Ric Flair thing. I wake my wife up, and um, I corner her in whatever corner I can get to quickest. And I inevitably have a robe on with uh, <laughs> nothing underneath. Nothing underneath. And I just kind of, you know slightly press my penile area around her and just it just ask her to touch it and and it's mm-hmm. it's it's very platonic uh it's sure okay is. because we're married okay right if i do that on a plane it's all it's a problem but this is not a what problem. if it's your wife i don't think it's i think it's fine i think she semi enjoys uh me just a little bit. I think yeah. I think the next time you're on a plane, Leland, I think you need to try it out. You need to get on the plane wearing only mm. a robe, convince mm. your wife, stand up, go to the back. You guys both get in there, mm-hmm. and then you go, you bet you wonder why you're in here and why I'm wearing this fucking robe. Yeah. <laughs> and then you look at her and you go, look at me in the eyes. Yeah. I'm the captain of the ship now. And then you pull open the robe. That's right. And then, and then you yell "woo" as loud as you can. And then Tommy Dreamer or somebody comes and like pulls me off of her. Or no, they're just like, "This is okay. This is what Leland does." No, it, it's his. No, thing. no, you guys just ended there. And then oh, you we just, just put the robe back on. Yeah, and then you you just walk back to your seat. What you what you're explaining does not sound like I went too far. No. Hmm. That's something That's to why ponder. Ric Flair went too far. Yep, Ric Flair went too far. Maybe then, twenty years from from at that point, my wife can talk about it and act like she's <laughs> talk about it. Semi uh, frustrated, you know, yeah. not even upset really, just a little irritated and bothered that, you know, it kind of went that way. Oh, hey, I have a I have an interesting clip about this. Okay. Uh, interesting point. So you, you watch the whole the whole. Uh, plane ride from hell and right. i'm trying to think of the douchebag that was on there talking about he was worried about brock lesnar and um was it brock lesnar and perfect was it mr perfect they're like wrestling oh or, yeah yeah like yeah because or something. Uh, right they're, yeah you're right so they were like he's like these guys it was rob van dam it was rob van dam mm-hmm. and he's like these guys were so big and you know they were like i was afraid they're gonna knock that door open do you know what it would take to, to push to get the door open in a plane. I'll tell you what. Big Show ripped that door right off if he wanted to. He's the world's mm-hmm. strongest man. He could. He could. But, but my point is, I there's no way. There's no way that door would have come off. You could, no way. No, there's, there's no, no way. way. But the way that he explained that, you can clearly see that he was very high. And you know, he was not bothered by anything that happened on that plane. He was sitting there giggling. No. You know, if it was modern day, he would have got it all live. He would have Facebook lived it. Why wouldn't you? On Twitch. On Twitch. Facebook live on Twitch. It doesn't make sense, but it doesn't have to. Why would it's it? It's Rob Van Dam. It's like the most stupendous WrestleMania to ever be seen. 
Did they? Okay, I'm convinced at this point there's somebody, and I want some fucking money, by the way. There's somebody listening to the Turnbuckle Report. Sure. Who do you think? Did, did we not completely predict this title unification match? Oh, yeah. To the not people that, that are going to be in there. I mean, I did say but multiple times the, it's going to be The Rock. The two pay-per-views wrong. leading up to it. Yeah. I mean... How does that make you feel? Like, are you proud that you're predicting this? Or are you just like, motherfucker, I hate that I can predict this? I like it. You like it? Makes you feel yeah. smart? Yeah. Makes me feel like I still watch about not as much wrestling as you do, Leland. And I feel like I, I still got it. I you feel mean like you're, I not, just get... you're not staying tuned to match four? Of I'm not staying tuned to Matt. Sometimes, <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you, sometimes I'm fast-forwarding through Raw. Mm-hmm. Not so much on, on SmackDown, I'm going to be honest no. with you. I do I like, like SmackDown. SmackDown more than Raw. Um, AEW's getting getting good. I feel like they're phasing out Jericho. I feel like Jericho's getting phased out. As personally. he should. Right. But I hope that they, they keep him on as either... Um, part of me hopes he takes over for JBL as the announcer. I mean, not JBL. Oh, he hits him with a clothesline from hell. No, I, he's going uh, to. He's going to. Yeah, no. I hope he takes over for JR. You know, because JR is eventually going to retire. You know, I just don't want to see JR gone. That's why I sure. Yeah. Oh, sure. But I hear I what you're either. saying, and I think it is a good fit because he's really good. He's really good on the microphone. Which does why? Should, why would that surprise us? This guy debuts in the WWE in two thousand one, right? Two, or two thousand? No, two thousand. He debuts mm-hmm. in two thousand. Wait, late ninety nine. Um, mm-hmm. The first person he goes toe to toe with on a promo is none other than The Rock, right? And holds his own. So this shouldn't shock us sure. that the guy's no. good on a microphone. But no, you're right. You're right. He's. I think that's a good fit, though, for him to take over that lead announcer spot. So, so you have no faith in uh, Excalibur, then? You kidding me? Yeah. No. I just don't like him. I. I don't either. I don't like his commentary. I don't like that. He he all tries the stuff I grew to up prove on, Jr. wrong. That's why I don't, I don't like, like that. Him. You know. It, See, okay. Why is it all the moves that? It's, maybe I'm just too old at this point, but all the moves that I know and I love in wrestling, are they either all now have a uh, a Spanish name, a Mexican name, um, something I've never heard of, but it's the mm-hmm. same old, like, do- drop down, you know, fucking swing over move, whatever. I don't know. I don't know. Clearly, I'm not thinking right. before I'm talking, but you know what I'm saying. That, that's the thing that kind of drives me crazy with him is, is, is those... All the names he's heard, the Tope Suicido. I've heard of that, but how many Topes do I need to hear in one commentary? Right, exactly. Doesn't make sense. It, they they don't mesh well at all. No. It's not a good mesh. And when you had JR and you had King, when one of them would goof up, mm-hmm. they knew how to wave into each other. Caliber, JR messes up and be like, what the hell? You know what you mean, this? We're beat him, gotta beat him, damn him. Or he's condescending to him. Or he's just condescending to him. Oh, I don't mm-hmm. think that's what it is. I don't think that's what it is. I don't, think, I don't think you have any right to speak up, buddy. Who are you? A wannabe fucking wrestler, now announcer? Shut the fuck up and get off air. 
Go to TNA or somewhere. Someone actually gives a shit. No one even wants you on there. Go back to Ring of Honor. Go back to Ring of Honor. Puke on yourself. How about this? uh, I know you're not really watching much NXT these days. Uh, And I don't blame you for that. I think I'm the lone horse on the show that actually tunes in NXT. I'd say monthly. You still have hope for it. I do. I do. Uh, But, you know, there is a new upcomer, and I know you've seen her on the the social media stuff, this uh, Nikita Lyons. Mm -hmm. Thick. Mm -hmm. That kind of hurt AEW because she was on Dynamite the same night she debuted on NXT. Am I right? I don't know if you're right. Are you saying on a recording? No, I think she debuted in NXT. I've only seen her in NXT. Which There was a a wrestler just recently, female, Mm -hmm. that was on Dynamite the same night (laughs) that she was on NXT. I can't remember who it was. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at this a little bit here while you're explaining yourself. Like, can you? Well, Dynamite and NXT debut. Let's see what let's see what the Google machine says about that. We shared it. Of course we did. So why don't you look that up? You know, don't you see now you're excalibring me. I know, and that's nice that I just called myself Jr. But. I am the only one of us three that wear, wears a black cowboy hat. Suitable. I don't know. All it's still talking about is how badly uh, NXT sucks. Kayla Sparks. <laughs> how bad they're... <laughs> Kayla Sparks. Kayla, Kayla Sparks, Sparks was on was on SmackDown and Rampage on the same night. Okay. Can't really come off as being a live show now, can you? For Rampage, you know, I don't think so. You know Were I mean? they trying to? Were they trying to do that? Oh, I yep. So. No, I see. I see what you're showing. Uh, yep. Because when Chad went to Dynamite, mm-hmm. said, "Oh, you guys can't talk about this shit." Zip it. You know, you're right because even when um, Mark Henry will talk about it on Busted Open, he always refers to the Friday night coming as you know that's the they're like they're going to be there live. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, but it's just like everybody now. It's it's obvious now. Mm-hmm. They can't play it off now. No, that, and that's kind of stupid if they're even trying to because I don't know if that matters. As long as they have hook, I'm good. As long as they have hook, we're good. Are you down you with think hook we're yet? See, huh? Are you down with hook yet? I am. Yeah, I have been. Okay, I want to make sure. Always have because I I felt like the last time we talked about hook, you were you were kind of up kind of in the air about it. No, no, definitely not in the air. No, I was the one that made the comparison. Chris Benoit. Right. <laughs> He's like... <laughs> <coughs> He's more of a family man like Taz. Mm-hmm. But he kind of has that bit of <laughs> Yeah. He's, he's, he's a family man unlike Benoit. Unlike Benoit, which clearly was not a family man. Maybe he was, though. He put Bibles, I think. Speaking of family man, mm-hmm. Sasha Banks. <laughs> do, you, <laughs> do you think she's going to make an appearance at Mania and or Boba Fett Season 2? Oh. Or both? 
You know, I'm glad you're bringing this up. What would you rather see? I feel like this show has quickly turned into, uh, you you know, our older folks, our older uh, fans, better way to put that, would remember when we used to do the, uh, the social media section in our show. That's kind of what this has turned into tonight, a whole right. show of that. And now we're fusing some dog cast together. I love it. We're we have gone. not had any conversation about the recent Boba Fett, the Book of Boba Fett show. Did you like that show? I did. I did like it. Um, my son completely disagrees with me on... He likes it too. Don't get me wrong. But the first few episodes were a little blech for me. Because it was tough for me to buy that the Tusken Raiders were anything but alien donkeys. Mm-hmm. And, you know, apparently they're these badasses that, you know... Whooping taught, Yeah, that taught Boba Fett how to, how to be... You know, some some ninja or whatever, but then they get their ass kicked by a biker gang. So mm-hmm. that kind of threw me off a little bit. They get their ass kicked by a biker gang. That turned out <laughs> not to be true, though. Yeah, it did. It did. But they really play. They really made it seem like the biker gang beat them up. And I like the show. Um, the the Power Rangers threw me threw me for a little bit of a loop. Didn't like that. Speed I, up the the driving. That's yeah, what was the bad part. I, that's a good point, yeah. I think it was just the too hell? much colors for for Star Wars, though. The colors were too bright for Star Wars, especially on Tatooine. They shouldn't, they shouldn't have picked one. Okay, so each glider, mm-hmm. they should have, in no way, shape, or hell, should have went with the exact Power Ranger color theme. Yeah. You should have never had <laughs> the blue, red, yellow, you know, yeah, black, and time. pink one. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. What are you doing here? And then, on the last episode, the one dude with the monocle does the freaking spindy loo. Shoot the dude. I was just like, are you kidding me? What was that for? <laughs> Don't worry, I got him. He's like, go, go, and then... <laughs> go, go, the power hell? Star Wars. I'm just like, how did those dudes live but those green orcs get pushed off of the cliff? And the other part that didn't make any sense to me... <laughs> These orgs things are at the damn train station. Next yeah, thing are. you know, they're being pushed off the side of a mountain. Where is this train station? On Everest's peak? It's the, the same hell? train from Solo. It just doesn't make any sense to me. I'm just like, you guys walk backwards for that far. Gone. Too much. Come on. Too much. It was a little ridiculous. I'm I'm sorry. I'm having some technical difficulties here. Um, one second here. I'm, I do apologize. There we go. Are you kidding me? I uh, well, I had a weird moment there. I've got uh, I got a movie on the Netflix. I got my screens all split up here, and all of a sudden, the movie decided to start playing. Uh, so I could hear I could hear you talking Star Wars, and then um, Al Pacino losing his shit uh, in the movie The Irishman. So it was a nice okay. mix. It was a nice mix, and and The Irishman, you know, it's a good show. Who would you have rather listened to? I ain't gonna lie. I did spend at least ten seconds listening to Al Pacino because not that I don't love you, man. You're my cousin, but oh my uh, god, it's Al Pacino. You know, you'd I mean, rather listen gonna... to Al Pacino than me. For 10 seconds, yeah. 
for ten seconds. Unbelievable. So we've got we've got this this Star Wars thing now, and and this is where my son got pissed off at me. Okay, Explain. is he? He says, uh, you know, I was, and I, I, I try not to be this kind of Star Wars guy, but I'm a little critical at times. Um, but I thought what saved the series for me, maybe not for everybody else, but for me, was the the last two episodes being integrated with with Mandalorian. I liked 100%. it. I 100%. thought it was a great mix. I thought, why the hell not? Yeah, and. It made sense because wasn't the last two episodes of season two Mandalorian integrated mm-hmm. by Boba Fett? Yep. So it, it made sense to me. I liked the connection. I loved it seeing well. CGI Luke again. Um, mm-hmm. Which was way better this this time around. Oh, they yeah, way better. The talking, well, the talking worked well, a little better. Well, what ended up happening was a, a YouTuber right after that aired the very first time with Luke. Mm-hmm. He posted his own video and it was a lot better. So then, when they got the idea for Boba Fett, they Disney reached out to him and said, "Hey, you want to help us?" So he did. And the way, the way that he did it, instead of trying to do like CGI or whatever like that, he did a deep fake. So it's done with like a mixture of both. Wow! And it turned out I didn't know that. No, it, it nice. turned out really good. It turned out really good. And it, it made me very hopeful because um, this is. This is a good direction. Instead of having, you know, t- shows are changing. Am I right? The sh- the way that shows are being presented are changing. The miniseries We're thing. We're in a new era of show. Yeah. The miniseries 100%. thing has taken over, and directors have figured out that they can tell a much deeper story if they have 10 episodes, just 10 episodes. Don't worry mm-hmm. about season two. Don't you know? Don't worry about another season. Just just give me ten episodes of a movie, which typically, well, you know, I mean, would turn into, you know, ten to fifteen hours of content. Mm-hmm. This is a smart idea, and it I is. think we're kind of seeing this with the Star Wars stuff. I don't know. Um, Mandalorian is the most tradi- most traditional show. I think Star Wars is uh, is made in the in the recent past. Um, meaning you're going to get some seasons, and I, I think I even went on Dogcast. Uh, last time I was on there, we talked about Star Wars, and I, I even yeah. said I think I think it's got four seasons in it. I think the story has four seasons, right? Um, but the way they shot Boba Fett, I don't know if I need another season. I, I really uh, don't. Boba Fett or a, a book of Boba Fett, a book of Boba oh, Fett. Oh, gotcha. I don't think I need another season of that. Uh, I'm ready for the Obi Wan stuff. I'm ready for the Ahsoka show, and I just think the the whole integration of this 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 um this short story thing i think i'm saying that wrong the uh no no no, no. the mini series right. the mini series mini series yeah i just think it's such a better idea I mean, and think about it I'm, I'm not getting an i'm not getting two hours of a show i'm getting a i'm getting a 15 hour movie we don't need a second season of boba fett and here's why if we already have the mandalorian as being their showrunner Mm-hmm. Then what you can do is then throw in the other shows, like Book of Boba Fett, and intertwine the Mandalorian in them, off and on. So you have your one constant show. That's how Disney can get ahead of the curve. No one else is doing this. You have your one constant, right? And then you you start throwing out your side angles, but mm-hmm. have it tie into your constant, which means that the, the Obi-Wan series will tie into the Mandalorian somehow. Mm-hmm. Either he's going to be there when he was young, something's going to happen somewhere, 
where it's going to tie into the Mandalorian because the Mandalorian is their showrunner. And if I'm right, he will show up or something will tie into the Mandalorian series somehow on that series. I also think we're going to see Cad Bane too. I think Cad Bane is going to show up on the Obi-Wan series as well. What did you think of that? What did you think of the the live-action version of Cad Bane? You know what? Everybody online hated it. Not me. I thought he looked great. I did too. I think he looked perfect. Everyone's like, you didn't use the wrong shade of blue, and you should have had his nose go droopier. Shut up with the noise. Well, they should really try to just focus on getting lame, and maybe they can be a better human being. I know. They just need to not be so critical on Star Wars. They need Mm -hmm. to watch wrestling. They need to listen to the Turnbuckle Report, and they'll get laid. (laughs) And that is the order it goes in for me. Let me tell you, Primo. In that order, uh, yeah. No, I, I I think that's a in the you know these storylines they've got going on right now. Um, they all tie into the same t- timeline. The only thing that sucks a little bit is we're we're going to be stuck on Tatooine for about five years now. You think so? Yeah, I just I, I I'm gonna need I'm gonna need a different oh. backdrop. Okay, maybe some moves to far every now and then. Okay. Something. I mean, Tatooine's really lame. <laughs> and I mean, you, it got four you can bank on, on the whole Obi-Wan series probably pretty much taking place there for the most 100%. part. Yeah, 100%. It's going to have to. I didn't think Boba Fett would, but it makes sense that it did. You, why didn't you think it would? Well, I mean, I, I thought that it would eventually... He took over the thing. I thought that it would eventually start. Yeah, I mean, it was going to start there, but... I guess maybe I'm talking out of my ass, but I'm thinking back when the comics had Boba Fett coming out of the pit, the Sarlacc pit. Like right. you, you knew he's going to be alive, um, and they're eventually going to do something here. I was just hoping it wouldn't have been on Tatooine, and I probably only feel that way because Mandalorian was so, you know, Tatooine heavy. We know I that don't like Obi Wan is going to be. I don't like the fact that they changed Boba Fett from a hill to a face. Yeah, kind of took a little I bit like from there, huh? Well, <clears throat> he had his helmet off pretty much the whole whole series. And yeah. I don't give a shit if it's like, oh, well, now, you know, Mandalorian, so I have to wear him, whatever, whatever. It doesn't matter. Mando still Boba does. Fett, right, Mando does. But Boba Fett has like a certain feel to him because Boba Fett always wore his helmet like the Boba Fett that you think of like the hard ass is wearing mm-hmm. the helmet that's why every time in the series the best part of the series was you typically when he was what wearing the helmet mm-hmm. you, when he had a helmet off doing his well I'm gonna talk like people <laughs> it was like filler and then when he had the helmet on then they were doing shit and why do you think probably Mandalorian everyone was so stoked who never takes off his helmet mm-hmm. Mandalorian one, one time right yeah it's like everybody. It's like whenever he shows, he, they just have the the helm, the, the outfit as a whole. There's something about it that you're like, oh shit, that's pretty cool. So when you're half-assing it, and part of the time you're wearing a cloak, part of the time you're not, part of the time you're doing this, and the helmet's mm-hmm. on, it kind of loses its its believability for me. I just lose it. The the, the storyline they had bad writers, horrible writers. The, ser- the series as a whole, I give a solid seven. Okay. Well, I know you gave Mando like a 10. A heavy 10. 9.3. 9. 
<laughs> I am I I am on record of stating nine point three. I do like Mandalorian a lot. So what you're saying on on air right now is that you don't like Boba Fett's face turn. Not at all. Speaking of face and turns, I- MJF. You think exactly. he's going face? Think he's going face? I personally don't, but I want to hear your opinion. I don't think they're moving him face. No, I really don't. I think that they were just testing the waters to, just to kind of see. Yeah. And honestly, the crowd reaction was kind of split. But I don't think he's moving face. They, they're not going to have him set him up for all this stuff to move him face. If they do, it'd be unique, but I think it might kill the character. You got to be careful. You got to be careful because I don't, you can't. You can't yeah. hill flip every character. Not every character's hill flippable. John Cena hill flippable, but they never did it. Mm-hmm. But I guess when they, well, I guess well, I guess the, the, they did. But he went from chain gang to John Cena, but that was still never really a, a face flip. You have no. Hulk Hulk Hogan. He can flip, right? Mm-hmm. You have characters that can't flip though. You know what I mean? Uh, like, I totally agree with you. Yeah, I think that. Um... You know, come come March sixth, when we have the the Revolution pay per view, we're going to see what really happens here. And if you ever hear Arn Anderson talk about uh, Ric Flair and and his character, you know, throughout the late eighties, pretty much you know the Horseman era. If you hear him talk about that, he he describes Ric Flair as a. Um, a heel with sympathy, a sympathetic heel. Right. Because he did everything a heel was supposed to do. But it, there came to a point that Rick did it so fucking cool that nobody wanted to hate him. But they didn't want to see him a babyface either. Right. And I think MJF's doing the same thing. I think mm-hmm. that he's pil- he's building enough sympathy right now and that's what it was, is that promo with CM Punk was just to build a little bit of sympathy, get me invested. Uh, but the problem is, actually, I don't know if this is a problem. This may be a problem for some for some people. Okay. The problem is now they won't know who to boo. Right. Because you're not going to, you're not, I don't, now, now, before that promo, I wanted, um, MJF, I wanted MJF to win this match. 100%. I still want MJF to win this match. The, the difference is, I think I was in a small group of people that prior to that promo wanted MJF to win. Would you agree? I would agree with that. Now, you do a poll, and Busted Open just did this this week, was talking to a lot of fans about it. Now, a lot of people want to see MJF win. So... I think they're going to have to make him pretty dastardly in this match to get a little bit of that heel heat because we all know that this match is only going to lead into Hangman Page. And that's what we all want to see. That's what I want to see. I think that's what all of AEW Nation wants to see. Um, We want to see the homegrown guys fighting for that title. And I want to see MJF as the champion. Humor this. Mm-hmm. I feel that like MJF is kind of like the new Stone Cold Steve Austin. Mm-hmm. 
with a little bit of a Ric Flair in there. So he's a little more flashier like Ric Flair. But what I mean by Steve Austin is he's the heel everybody loves. You know what I mean? So yeah. as our, he's a heel right now because they kind of started Uncle Steve face. Austin. Exactly. I think that that's kind of the angle they're going to try to move MJF into. I think that's where this leads to. I think they're taking him away from being a complete full heel and being that middle ground that is usually a shitty place to be, but there's certain characters like Stone Cold Steve Austin and MJF and CM Punk and Chris Jericho that can pull off playing the middle ground. I think that's where they're going to put MJF. Do you want to see MJF as a champion? I do, wholeheartedly. Same. And I think he's going to be the biggest uh, champion to date that they have. And and I'm hoping they give him a longer run. like longest run, run, you think? Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. That's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping for something that stretches that actual full year. I believe I could be wrong. Uh, The longest champion run was nine months, and that was with uh, Kenny Omega. Um. I'd like. I, I think he can go the distance, because here here's what's going to happen, uh, and you can tell me if I'm wrong. You're you're kind of our Nostradamus here when it comes to the wrestling predictions. Clearly, the most stupendous WrestleMania ever. Um, I what I feel like is going to happen is we're going to have CM Punk re- receive his first loss, and it's going to be against MJF, and then MJF, uh, or uh, I'm sorry, Hangman Page is going to win. Um, I'm drawing a blank. Who's he wrestling at Re- Revolution? Um, it doesn't matter. He's going to win. He's going to retain. And then they're going to start their angle moving into double or nothing. And it's going to be MJF, Hangman Page. I think MJF wins. And then him and Hangman Page go back and forth for six to nine months. Hmm. And I think it's a groundswell. I don't think they're going to have CM Punk lose. Too early. I think it's over overdrawn, though. I mean, CM Punk is still getting a great crowd pop. People are still loving when this guy comes out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think most mid, wrestling fans the best mid Carter there ever was. <laughs> but but it's 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 overdone, right? Like, you can't tell me. It's either at the point where he's not wrestling viable candidates or he's actually that good. Right. I, I, I don't know. I think I'm ready to see him lose. No, I'm ready to see him lose, too. I, you know, I am a CM Punk fan, but I'm not, like, over the moon. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Not at all. And actually, if anything, I'm, I'm more right in the middle. A lot of times I, sh- I feel like I shit on him. More than I accept him. Yeah. But You're I'm, I'm waiting for him to lose, too. I just think I just think it's... Okay. Explain this. So let's say that happens. What direction do they now take CM Punk? Mm. You know, and that's always the... That's always the follow-up is what's next for him. Um his biggest challenge yet has been with MJF, right? Before now, all he's really done is taken younger guys and uh-huh. and shine them up in the ring. Sure. Which in with 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 he's kind of doing the same thing with MJF. 
But in a way, yeah, I view MJF on a different level. I think MJF is. I don't think MJF needed this angle with CM Punk to get to to go to the next level, but I certainly think he is benefiting from it. If that makes sense. I think it was their way of seeing whoever got more over during this angles who's going to get the belt. That's what I think is going on, personally. I think well, that AEW okay. wants to see who the crowd is enjoying more, and that's the person that will go one direction, and the other person will go the other direction. I think they have a storyline built for for both. I'm not 100% sure of what angle I think they're going with. I, I My best feeling... Is that the loser of the match between them is going to wrestle whoever is coming into AEW? I think that person will go on to the next newcomer, if we, whoever it is, from whatever other show they come over from. I, I believe that's what they're going to go with. Mm-hmm. And I believe that the winner of it is going to get the belt challenge. And I think they're trying to see who, who the crowd is liking more. And I feel that they're probably more over on CM Punk right now. I don't. I don't disagree with with you with, with them testing the waters, um, and that's kind of where I get my my idea from Hangman Page and what's going on there, because Hangman, people are loving the cowboy shit. His pop right. has is stayed strong. He is um, he's getting all the love, all the adoration. Nothing nothing's changed. He still he still got it, but this is why I think uh, in in the small history of AEW, right they have had heel champions. And I think that this test, this beta test of having a babyface champion is just about over. Because they're going to they're going to go back to their roots and that root is going to be none other than MJF. You're going to literally have mark my words. When this happens, you will have a Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes reenactment. And it's not just because Hangman has the cowboy boots. It's not just because of that. It's because Hangman is the everyman and MJF is the blue-blooded elite. And they He's both, the blue-blooded elite. <laughs> and those two, they play that character so freaking well that you're. this is literally going to happen. And if that happens, to tie all this with a big, a big red, white, and blue uh, bow on your neck, Cody Rhodes is a real fucking idiot. I can't agree more. You're preaching to the choir here. Complete idiot. Do you because think it's if an that's angle? really the angle they go, then why wouldn't he sit in the background and help build this story? Because it's inevitably getting there. Because he's the new Chris Jericho. Gotta leave because it's not what I like. I'm gonna leave because it's not what I like. You think he's debuting in WrestleMania? I'm 100%. throwing a fucking beer bottle. I'm throwing a beer bottle. 100%. Okay, you believe Night. this, and, and who yep. am I to dis- discount your beliefs because y- you get it right? You want he me to shows be wholehearted up WrestleMania? Mm-hmm. Go ahead, go ahead. Say, say what you can say. Go ahead. I, I'm like sixty percent positive. <laughs> now you're backpedaling. A little bit, but yeah. Okay, so he shows up in WrestleMania. Who's who's he squaring off against? Who's he in the ring with? Nobody. That's just it. What you're yeah. going to have happen, I think, is either you're going to have Triple H and Steph out there in the ring. Which Triple H, talking. Can, he can't do it, man. Huh? Triple H has got this heart thing going on. He can't. He can't do it. 
That's the that's the the right angle eventually, but I don't know if we ever see Triple Triple H in the ring ever again. You think so? It's that bad? Yeah. Well, yeah. He almost he literally almost died yeah. on the yeah the, the 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 surgeon's table there. So, and if you've seen recent pictures of him, he's dropped weight significantly. Oh, really? So I don't see it. I see what we would want from that is a a rendition of Vince McMahon Stone Cold. The problem is Cody Rhodes will never be Stone Cold and get no. that kind of pop. There's and no way he's, he's not even Triple close to Stone Cold. H, not even in the same category. Triple H could be that Mr. McMahon. He could do it, but you have to have a Stone Cold in the corner. and It's, it's just not there. I think this yeah, is a stupid fucking to. move. And they're talking like, maybe you've heard something that I haven't, but they're talking like this guy has already signed with the WWE. Mm-hmm. He's... He's walking to the bank at this point. They just we just don't know when, where, when, and how he's going to debut. Is is that factual? I mean, that's what all the reports are saying, dude. Everyone's like, yeah, he's already signed on. He's going to be there. You know, I was listening to uh, uh, on Sunday. They do a show on on Fight Nation. It's it's the it's like it's not Dave Meltzer, but it's it's a bunch of those guys, the dirt sheet writers. And yeah. it's like the Res- Wrestling Inc. review or something like that. It's like a two- or three-hour show, whatever it is. Right. They do it weekly. Thank God they do it weekly because they are not fucking entertaining. But they were talking like, yeah, I mean, this is a great financial move for him and his family. This is this is a great thing, you know, I mean, for the, sus- the sustainability of the Rhodes family. Like, I give a fuck about that. Right. No one cares. No one cares about it. No that. one cares. I don't care so, about it. They're talking about this like this is a very matter of fact. Everything you read online is very matter of fact. Um, so if it is a matter of fact, is there an angle that is going to hook you with Cody Rhodes in the WWE? Have him win the money in the bank, but have it be a complete surprise. Have him walk out like as if he was Edge and Lita. Have him win the money in the bank. And then have them play the character of, I'm here to fuck over whoever I want because I was running this company. I said, fuck them. Now I'm coming back to say, fuck you. Have them be that angle. Mm. That's the only angle that I'm going to like with Cody Rhodes. Let me tell you what they're probably going to do. Play safe as hell and mid-card him (laughs) immediately and then keep him there until he quits. Leaves to go somewhere else. He'll be there for six months, leave, and then... Go back to AEW and then do his own thing and then go to JCW and who cares and get five more tattoos on his throat. <laughs> so you're saying he's going to take the, Cesaro, the newly opened Cesaro spot? If WWE was smart, they would take the one fucking chance they've had in a long time and put the comparison together. And who would they team him up with? The Miz and Maurice. Yeah. Have the Miz and Maurice. Be at WrestleMania talking about how they're the it couple, right? Yada, 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 yada. You got the the Hill couple, right? Mm-hmm. Who comes out? Cody Rhodes and Brandy Rhodes. They walk out and go, no, 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 no. We're the it couple. And it's a complete surprise. The crowd goes fucking nuts. And you now don't need anything. Cody Rhodes is already over because you did that one thing. To everybody in WWE that's listening. <laughs> That's your only fucking direction, okay? That's your only direction to go with. So you're probably like, no, we already got a direction. Take that fucking script and crumple it up 
and throw it away. Mm-hmm. Take a new fucking piece of paper out, rewind this motherfucker five minutes, and just listen. That's the only <laughs> way to get Cody Rhodes over. You're it welcome. May be, and, and Don't even give me credit ex- for it. Just do it. And I'll know. I'll know sub- subconsciously that's you telling me, hey, that was your idea. You don't even have to put any, any credit. It'll happen, and I'll, I'll know. I'll go, thanks, dudes. You're listening. That's all I care about. I don't give a shit. If, if, I, was to, if I was on air... And every week I said, this is what I think would be cool to happen. And it happened. But they never fucking claimed it. I wouldn't even care. I'd be like, you know what? I know that's <laughs> a good happened product. happened a lot. Yeah. And, right. And I go, you know what? That's a good product. And I'm happy that's their direction. That's what I would think. I'm just here for I just want a good product. Yeah. I got the mindset for it. Sometimes we think they listen because it's very coincidental. Some of the things that happen, very coincidental. But like I said, I don't need any credit. Just do it, and I'll know it. That's it. That's all they've got to do is just put out a good That's product. It. It's right, it's I'll, right I'll here. I'll you, sign it. I never get tired of being a wrestling fan. But sometimes I get tired of wrestling, Right, if that makes sense. Because I get, I get tired of the product in front of me. Thankfully, now we have all this library that we can go back and watch and Whenever I'm really craving good wrestling, I got in this whole trip the other day where I just started thinking about and and I was listening to a a podcast, too, that was talking about it, like the best crowd pops in history. And I went back and listened to, you know, Stone Cold, um, Stone Cold Rock. I can't remember what WrestleMania it was. I think it was the first one they battled. That pop was huge. Um I listened to 2001 Triple H's return in Madison Square Garden. That pop was huge right before the Royal Rumble. Um, and then I went and listened um, to CM Punk. And I got to tell you, that may be the loudest crowd pop in history. It's definitely up there. And there's only 15,000 people, by the way. But a close... Second would have to be Brock Lesnar when he came out in like 2014 or whatever. Like when he first came back that first time. Oh, from Go back and watch UFC that Monday Night Raw. Right. Watch that Monday Night Raw. The crowd lost their shit. Yeah. When he came out. That, that in my mind, I'll have to go back and watch them both. That in my mind still holds that, that number one spot. So you're saying 20, 2014 time frame. Uh, yeah, Brock, I can't. I can't I'll remember. Google it after the show, but the Brock Lesnar sure. return after the UFC. Yeah, his run directly yeah. after UFC when he first came back, and it was just kind of like, "Is Brock coming back?" People were like, "Maybe." Yeah, and then he showed up. <laughs> the fucking roof hit the stratosphere, the ionosphere, <laughs> brother. Superpowers had come together one more time. Let me tell you something I just got up and do. Oh, yeah. That's what I thought. That was nice. We haven't heard Macho in a while. Yeah. He's been hiding. He's been been hiding. He's been been hiding. He's been in the stratosphere looking for good wrestling. Yeah, uh, he has been in the stratosphere, Leland, because he's dead. Great joke. Wow, you know what? You said a lot of things, but that is too far. Yeah. Talk about Owen. Talk about Owen Hart. 
talk about Chris Benoit's love for his family, but you do not talk you about do the monsters. Okay, let me tell you something. Sometimes I don't like your dad jokes with Benoit. Sometimes <laughs> I think your Owen jokes fall short, but I can take it. But I'll tell you what I won't take. None of that shit from you no more. Okay, I get it. I get it. I get, I get it. it. I, I'll slow down. Shit. Like, Holy hell. Up. I get no respect. I mean, you're playing your, your mind games with me over here. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Or so hypnotizing. That's a good one. It's a good song. Not a bad song at all. Uh, <clears throat> okay. Most of the time, I will cut us off. And uh, then we don't know when the show's ending, but we're gonna wind down now. We're gonna wind down. This has been a, this has been a nice change of pace for you and I. Um, good little recap of what's going on. I want to end on this note: the the most recent rendition of SmackDown. We saw the contract signing: Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, and apparently Paul Heyman's getting his ass beat too. <laughs> what? Is your prediction for they for first of all the unif- the unified title? Right. Okay, we're mixing the blue the Blue Ranger belt and then the D- WWE title. Which, I, by the way, I'm a little sad because I really like that Blue Ranger belt. Right. Um, what do you think the new title is going to look like, and how much of it is going to look like the Winged Eagle? And Who's the first? Uh, who's the first holder of that title? Who's winning that match? Roman Reigns, and let me tell you why. No, oh, I hope so. Brock Lesnar was the first person to do what? Beat the Undertaker. Right. Roman Reigns Ever was the many. second. And, and mm-hmm. Roman Reigns was the second person to do what? Beat the Undertaker at WrestleMania. Right. Who was the motherfucker that introduced this title by beating John Cena for both belts? Brock Lesnar. Uh, Wow. So let me tell you this. They're going to have Roman Reigns take that belt that Brock Lesnar brought into the company, and he's going to create his own. They are trying to push Roman Reigns to be the best wrestler in history. They could do it, but they could. I think that's the angle they're going to go for, because it seems like anything that Brock Lesnar does first, Roman Reigns copies. That's their angle. Wow, boy, you the comment the commentary is going to have to explain that. You know, I mean, they're going to have to explain that because that is that's some that's some deep stuff. But you're absolutely right; he has followed the uh, um, the the Brock Lesnar plan. I want to see Roman win the title. I want to see his hand raised. I want to see both titles around his uh, enormous biceps. Um, and and I did make a cheeky little remark there about how much this thing is going to look like the Winged Eagle. I just feel like a classic look is on it on the horizon. These title belts have been so criticized because all four title belts look the same. The only one with any kind of class, is the Intercontinental title. Right. I think the Winged Eagle's coming back. It is the number one selling replica belt on WWE shop. 
is the winged eagle. I think it's uh, it's, uh, it's playing to the fans. The turn, the time of nostalgia has showed up in the WWE. All they brought back. What if they recreated Big Goldie? I, I, so I had that thought that I would I would really like that, but Goldie had such a long run and good run in the WWE, and it was part of the last two unifications. I don't know if you saw that post on Facebook, but there was a post that showed the last two unifications. And that's the only way I know that they both had Big Goldie in them. So I just I think that we're a little close to that. I think. The belt that everybody uh, praises, the you know, you listen to these, you listen to Bret Hart talk about it. He still has a copy of that belt hanging on his wall. That's right. the one they all go back to, the one they, they, that they all sure. love. Um, I and I really want to see it. I really want to see a maybe not the same thing, but I want to see a rendition of that belt come back. And what a better way for Vince McMahon to say, "I'm on top of the world." Because Big Gold or uh, um, the Winged Eagle title belt was the one that Ric Flair won at the '92 Royal Rumble and said this was the greatest day of his life was winning that championship, and he stands on that still to today, saying that above all titles, that was the one that meant the most because the WWE was the biggest and they were the prize. I think they're going back to it. I think they're going back to it. I like the idea. the problem is, we're not going to see it at WrestleMania. We're just going to see the, the picture of Roman holding. Man, that promo was so good. When he started going around saying, I own the cameraman, and I own this, I own that. I loved it. He's pretty good now, right? Yeah, it was a good one. That was yep. a good promo. That may He's have been around. the best promo. We said this for ten fucking years. Yeah, Roman Reigns needs to be a fucking hill character. And they yeah. wouldn't do it. So you know what this tells me? You should have made John Cena a Hill character 10 fucking years ago. Yep. And we would have got a better John Cena than what we have now because you fucking ran the character dead. And that's why we got nervous with Roman Reigns. Because what did we do? We saw John Cena early on and we said, nope. Nope. We like this guy too much. They're making John Cena 2.0. Yep. Which is really Hulk that's a Hogan. Really good point. 3.0. And what did they do? They said, you know what? Fuck it. Make him Hill. And what happened? It fucking turned everybody, and I hated Roman Reigns. If there's any motherfucker that hated Roman Reigns, it was me. And let me tell you what. If their angle can turn me to be on to Roman Reigns, I know I ain't the only motherfucker out there. So it worked. Hats off. Because Roman Reigns right now, honestly, is in the top for being one of the best fucking per people to watch currently, which is sad. But the, his cockiness... Mm-hmm. Is perfect for him. I think it was his teeth. His cocky persona. His teeth. cocky persona with his teeth match. Because mm-hmm. he's like, you're a cocky motherfucker. And he wins. Yeah. Okay. And he's believable because he's what? Huge. He's not huge, but he's 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 big. No, he's, he's huge. A believable he's a big man. guy. Yeah. yeah. When he was sitting there in that promo and just kind of smirking at... <laughs> At Brock Lesnar and looking at him like you stupid hillbilly hick I'm not even going to stand up I'm just going to let this happen I'm going to let you act like an asshole I'm not even going to stand up in my little jumpsuit here loved it there's nothing about it I didn't love I 
Paul Heyman's stupid face. He's going to get F5'd, by the way. He's definitely getting F5'd. If, if two things are going to happen, Roman's going to win, Heyman's getting F5'd, and then he's going to go into actual retirement. It's going to be amazing. Well, we heard it here, folks. Josh has went babyface. Roman went heel. You just do Dogcast Production.